Hey, welcome back to Epic. I hope you're doing fine. Today, we're gonna talk about human psychology and in particular, how people think and react to climate change. Uh, first of all, there was a book written by a Russian author, Yevgeny Andreevich Permyak, and in English it translates to Tales of Terra Ferro. It's available on Amazon, but I was only able to find it in Russian. Uh, if you can find a translation, it's it's a really fun, interesting story with some uh, interesting illustrations, let's say. Anyway, he writes, uh, people were hoping for the best, even for a miracle, hoping for a happy end. But a happy end never comes on its own. There is no place in the world that was ever liberated from suffering just by itself. People usually understand the truth when it's too late, and usually after some big tragedy like a war or a big famine, mass unemployment, etc. And only then people start to understand how and why the tragedy happened. Now, this is very relevant here because we're seeing the exact same attitudes when it comes to climate change. I find this quote very important, actually, because what it's saying is that without any effort, change is not going to come on its own. If you don't pressure your official representatives, they don't have any incentive, really, to pass laws that will protect themselves or people. Well, they will also always protect themselves. Uh, they will always do that but they won't really have an incentive to protect their constituents just out of goodwill. You have to hold their feet to the fire constantly, and then there might be some action. And if there's not, you can vote them out. The same goes for the individuals. It is not good enough to just sit at home and react to Twitter posts or post happy or angry reactions to fake, uh, Facebook posts. This may give the illusion that you're doing something while you're not doing anything at all. When we talk about climate change and health, you have to look at a few pictures. A good image would be to look at a flood, and you can definitely see that in the water things are moving around, and this has the potential to make people very sick and to displace people, in fact. Finally, here I have a picture from Sydney, now, this was around 2019 to 2020. Uh, if you remember, Australia suffered from some really, really big forest fires. There was a thick blanket of smoke that covered the city. And despite that, you still had tourists going there. And it just seems it doesn't matter. Uh, they put themselves in harm's way. And this unfortunately comes back to the point that a lot of people don't really care about the problem, even if it's right in their face. They just don't care. They think it's a distant problem and it only affects some fluffy things somewhere in the north. So I don't have to do much about it. My Instagram pictures are much more important than anything related to climate change. That's a very strange attitude to have. Now, in my case, I am mostly familiar with the situation in the United States. And if you look at the map, this comes from the Yale Climate Connections, which I recommend. Go and check out that website. It's full of great information. So again, I will go over this in future lectures. But what you have to understand here is that among climate scientists, there is no disagreement really over climate change. There is an almost unanimous consensus that climate change is happening and it's made worse through human activity. But if you ask the average people in the street whether they think it's the case, then only 52% said yes. There's a big consensus among the scientists, but the people don't really think so. 
25%, in fact, said that there is a lot of disagreement. There is another map here, and this is an estimated percentage of adults that think global warming will harm them personally. And in that case, that number falls down to 42%. So only 42% of polled Americans said, yep, it will harm me personally. And in fact, 49% said little or not at all. Depending on where you are in the world, the perception about climate change is going to change. So for example, this is data from a 2020 article in Kenya. About 85% of people said that climate change is very serious. But if you look at countries like Australia or the USA, there the number is below 60%. Typically, countries that are more affected by climate change will react stronger to it. When it comes to the US, though, you have, of course, hurricanes that damage the infrastructure, etc. But it always seems to happen in the South. So it's a distant threat. It's not going to bother me. A hurricane might wipe out Florida, but it's not going to affect me in New York. This is the kind of mentality you encounter very often. And finally, I want to mention that the media has been problematic uh, because what they do sometimes is that they will invite a climate scientist on the show and a climate change denier. And now you have a 50-50 problem because each of them represents 50%. But in reality, there is an over 97% of agreement among climate scientists that climate change is happening and is getting worse through our activities. And depending on the news source you go to, uh, the numbers will change as well. So again, 2020 poll, they found that CNN considers the issue very serious 77% of the time, but 12% of the time it considers it not very serious or not serious at all. And at the bottom of the list, this is from Australia, you have a place, uh, skynews.com.au, they found that only 49% of the time they took climate change issues very seriously, and 28% of the time they took them not very seriously or not seriously at all. So where you get your news from is very important. Finally, climate change is a generational problem. Usually, usually young people react to it much stronger than old people. And if you look at the graph mentioned in the same article I just mentioned, you find that among Gen Z, 46% of people say that climate change is an extremely serious issue. But that percentage goes down with people over uh, 74 years or older. It's about 20, only 20% say it's extremely serious. And nearly 40% say it's not very serious or not serious at all. Now, there's a very easy explanation here. Young people have to live with the effects of climate change, whereas older people tend to have very selfish concerns. They worry uh, whether they're going to be alive tomorrow. Uh, is my doctor going to be in tomorrow? So their priorities are usually completely different to those of young people. And you would think they would understand the issue more because once they were young too, but unfortunately it doesn't work like that. And the last thing I want to mention here is that the perception of climate change changes based on which political party you listen to. This is from Australia, but in the US, the numbers are pretty similar. People who identify on the left, 60% say that the issue is extremely serious, but on the right, only 17% say it's extremely serious. And there are a series of very human barriers that hinder our progress. And what I mean, for example, 
is selective exposure. Okay, I listen only to CNN, but I don't listen to MSNBC or Fox. So the information that you get is selective. You chose just one source over the others. The second one is motivated reasoning. And that one is a bit hard to explain, but I will do my best. Basically, what it means is, okay, so a climate scientist talks to you. There is a huge agreement amongst the scientists that climate change is happening. But you, at the end of that, you come out of that lecture and you're basically saying climate change is a hoax. You had a bias and you somehow twisted the presentation of a scientist to reinforce your own bias. There are things like limited ability where we'd like to think we're all the same and at the same level, but that is simply not the case. Some people learn faster than others. Some people understand things more than others. And finally, the last barrier is limited interest. So this is again, climate change is a distant problem. It's not going to affect me. This is a problem for polar bears and I don't have to pay much attention to it. And I will definitely oppose any financial measure to counter the problem that I don't think really exists. And I would like to finish off on a quote, and this is a great quote by Isaac Asimov, and I'll just read it because it's so perfect. There is a cult of ignorance in the United States, and there always has been. The strain of anti-intellectualism has been a constant thread winding its way through our political and cultural life. Nurtured by the false notion that democracy means that my ignorance is just as good as your knowledge. And I would say this is not only applicable to the states, but applicable to probably every country out there. Or at the very least, it's a warning to every other country out there. In the next lesson, I will talk about climate change and health impacts. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I recommend checking out the website because it has visuals. It also has a quiz section and answer section. Uh, The easiest way to find it is to go to Google and type Epic Climate Change Course. And usually it brings up the listenable link, but that's just an audio link anyway. Uh, But there might be a YouTube video, which has a picture of a tree, a forest basically. Uh, And so that's it. If you click on that, there is a link in there to the main website. So unfortunately, I don't have a domain, so I don't have a direct link. But anyway, uh, stay tuned for more.